Welcome back to another episode of Too Many Men. Uh, Tony Pickenich, Tyler Dyes, Tom Pickenich in studio, uh, Eric Johnson, and John Gallietta uh, via Zoom. And we're going to get to our sports betting a little later in the show because it is Friday and we do have bets to place. And I, I, I added up our stuff again. I made sure the math is right and we're all good. Uh, mine was off. I was down a little bit more than I thought I actually was. Uh, John's was off a little bit, so I, I evened out the math and everything, so we're all good in that department. Now, I also put the scale of our spreads on a $100 unit scale. How much am I up? We'll, we'll get to that a little later. Okay. Uh, we also have the Masters happening, and Bryson DeChambeau to win... Shit in the bed. To win the Masters looks like perhaps the worst bet I have placed all year. <laughs> And I'm Listen, down just under seven units on the NFL season. To be season. fair, he just won his first championship, you know. Yep. La- his uh, first major. This year. Yeah. It's it's not looking good for Bryson DeChambeau at the moment. No, he might miss the cut. He probably will. Do you know? The cut's actually, even right now, and he's plus one. I actually with heard six this holes today. left on the second day. Yeah. Uh, the last person... To miss the cut was somebody from the '90s. I can't remember his name right now, but he was some really like he was the last favorite to miss the cut in the Masters. So it's since 1990, this hasn't happened. I got John asking me if we can hear them. No. H- how about how about now, boys? Oh, let me turn you up. That that's that could be a problem. John John and Eric are here. I do. Uh, yeah, there you are. You're back. You're back. I watched the Masters. Yeah, I, I, I did. I've watched the full coverage the last two days, which is the most golf I've watched in my life. I haven't been able to. I've been working. Golf porn. It is. It's what it is. I watching Bryson DeChambeau drive the ball is a thing of beauty. And I, I didn't person- was that no, John? I haven't personally seen any of it, but following your guys' uh, text in the group chat's been a roller coaster, I'll tell you. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, it's, it's so enjoyable for an outsider. I mean, Bryson, I, I've, been, I've been riding with Bryson and Tiger. Those are the two I've been watching the most. And uh, Bryson had a bad first day. He had bad holes on seven and three. And he still finished two under. Today, he hits a seven on, I, I think he, I think it was a triple bogey. Did a triple or a double bogey? I forget it was a par four or par five. Uh, no, he just finished off. So he started at two. He started later in the day. No, I'm thinking of Tiger. I'm thinking of Tiger. Uh, let me look up Bryson's scorecard for from today. It's not great, and he's won. He's won over as of right now, with I believe six holes left to play for him. And the cut right now is even because top 50 players make it. Uh, right now, Bryson DeChambeau is plus three in round two, uh, plus one on the de- uh, on the whole tournament. And his drive was there. Most holes today, his drive was there. It's just he was overshooting greens on his second shot. He was missing putts. It, little stuff. Little stuff that if you're a veteran of the course, you know it better. Yeah, you wouldn't be doing that. But to be fair, I mean... How how many times has he even played there? 
Has he played there more than once? Or is this his first this, time? This isn't his debut. I know that. Okay. Because I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, but when you compare it to somebody like Tiger... Who's played there. Who's played there 20-something times. Yeah. Let me Yo, try can to we give a shout-out to Bernard Longer? 63 years old, becoming the oldest guy to survive the cut. Yeah. I, it's a hell of a story. He's three under par, and at this point, if you're a three under par, you have a damn good chance to win it. Right now, there's four guys atop the leaderboard at nine under uh, through two days. Mm-hmm. I know Justin Thomas answer. is one of them. This Justin Johnson. It looks pretty good. Uh, damn, why can't I find his day two scorecard? I know uh, Tiger's still only minus four. And but he still has I think eight holes left to play tomorrow. Uh yeah, early in the morning. Uh Tiger did not opt to tee off right before they blew the horn for darkness. Uh he they showed him on screen shaking his head saying, I'm not going. Just waiting for tomorrow morning, start for him. fresh start. Uh in a, in a way. Apparently a lot of people did that. Yeah, it, it's the popular thing to do because you don't want to take a tee shot. And let's say it's too dark now to take your next shot. And that means you pick up tomorrow from that spot. You don't want your first shot of the day to be an iron off the fairway. Mm-hmm. And boys, this doesn't happen if this takes place in April. No, we would have gotten the days out. If there was daylight weather, maybe. Time will do that to you. Yeah, daylight savings time will do that to you. It's been fun to watch, though. Yeah, I, I've never had this much fun watching golf. Having a lot of fun watching it now, probably because I, because I, I play it. Yeah, I picked John Rom, and my picks looking somewhat decent. John Rom started slow day one and has the first three holes of the tournament. He was just struggling for some reason, and then after that, he just calmed down, figured it out, and he's been on a tear since. He's what negative eight. Um, John Rom. Is he's five? He was five under today. He's eight under through the entire yeah, thing. Tied for okay. fifth. That's what I thought. It's uh, it's just fun to watch. I want to play Augusta. So do I. But is that, is that number one in your? We're never going to get invited. Yeah, we're most likely never going to get invited ever. What do you mean most likely? Who knows? I can a hundred percent say. Oh. That. Some confidence. We are never going to get Some invited. confidence. Do they well, invite you? think you we're going to be professional golfers? Or at a level where someone from Augusta... I was going to say, not everybody like, there is a professional. There's two amateurs in the field. Mm-hmm. We're never going to get Who to are level. playing pretty well. I understand. Yeah. See, now here's my question. Why do we still have like amateurs in the Masters? Why, don't, why, why isn't everybody there just professional? Well, they always invite the top two amateurs. I know, but then do the amateurs now make the same amount of money if they win, or no? Because I, I know think, back I think in the so, day, but I don't think an amateurs didn't. ever won. Well, they won. It's way just back so when. rare for that to happen. Yeah, I know, but like, you know, you go you go look back in history when an amateur would compete in a golf competition, they wouldn't get paid. They were just there to prove that they're no good amateur enough. has never won the Masters. Has ever no. The le- the most the closest call was Ken Venturi in 1956. He was leading through three days and then shot an 80 on the last day. That's rough. That's that's real rough. See now. That's a tough scene. 
With the Masters, is there prizes for like second, third, fourth, whatever? I, I, I would imagine there's something for so. second and third. So like, if an amateur comes in second, is he getting paid? Or are they just yeah. like, you're an amateur, sorry. Yeah, you're, you are. I don't know. An amateur just means you're playing golf at such a level and you're not on the PGA Tour yet. Yeah, I know, but, well, I guess it had a different connotation, you know, a hundred years ago or so. Well, there isn't a situation from a hundred years ago or so. What do you mean? In a major tournament. What? No, no amateurs ever won a major. No, I know no amateurs ever won, but I mean like, not not the just major. playing in a major tournament doesn't mean that you're you've lost your amateur status. No, I know. You could still play as an amateur. I'm just saying. Back then, they didn't pay the amateurs. The other guys, they won, they get paid. The amateurs wouldn't. Well, I mean, amateurs never won in the major in a major tournament. I understand. Just saying. So no shit, they didn't pay them. <laughs> well, no, they wouldn't have gotten paid regardless. They were told that before they started. I would imagine they would have. No, back then they didn't get paid. Amateurs, and then they also didn't have their full name. It, instead, it was just Mister whatever their last name was. You clearly haven't watched uh, Greatest Game Ever Played. Okay, we're basing this off a movie. Enough. Oh. What? What was that? My, my wrist. From what? That's from when I fell down playing roller hockey. Remember that game? I fell and landed on my left oh. wrist. And it's been hurting ever since. And it clicks now. Congrats. Thanks, Tom. Okay, you're right. According to the USGA, an amateur cannot win money. Cannot accept a prize. Yeah. So, still currently, an amateur is not allowed to win any money? They don't accept it. It's forced on them. No, it doesn't. You're not allowed to take money for golf to be considered an amateur. Just like uh, with the Olympics, there were every sport in the Olympics, you couldn't be a professional, meaning you couldn't get paid to do it. But the Soviets found a way around that by saying they're not professional players, they play for the army, they're the Red Army team. And then they would basically pay them to play hockey. That's uh, called a loophole. Yeah. An amateur can accept a cash prize if the value is $750 or less. $750? That's such bullshit. Because I feel like the Masters like top prize is, what, a couple million? At least a couple hundred you can... thousand. In 1991, Phil Mickelson won the PGA Northern Telecom Open as a 20-year-old junior at Arizona State University. First prize was $180,000, but as an amateur, Mickelson could not accept the money, according to the Los Angeles Times. Professionals Bob Tway and Tom Pertzer, who finished tied for second, split the prize. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, just because he's an amateur, he's not allowed to take the money. I feel like that's such bullshit. Like, it's rooted in that old golf mentality of, unless you're at this level, you're not allowed to compete with us. Like, you know, when golf first started, if you weren't a lord, you weren't allowed to play golf. And then eventually when it got to America, we were kind of like, well, everybody can play golf. And then eventually it turned into now anybody can play, and if you're good enough, you can become a pro. But I think it kind of sucks. Now, if I'm Phil, 20-year-old Phil Mickelson, I'm pissed. Right? Like, you finish, and you're like, I'm better than all these guys. guys. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to get paid, but the guys that finished behind me are going to get paid? Hmm. That sucks. Right? So, those Although, amateurs uh, playing there's in the... Two, there's two amateurs. Uh, 
I know one of them is Ogletree. I'm not sure the other one. The other one was doing pretty well. I think he was three under for the tournament. Or at least either on the day or for the tournament. Like, I mean, yeah, it's the Masters. So yeah, no, I mean, you listen. win, you get the jacket, you get the lifetime invitation. Mm-hmm. But it's like... You don't get the money. You don't get the money. But you can then go from there, get sponsorships. You can become a pro. Well, try to win another wait Masters. Wait a minute. Let, let's say you're at the amateur level playing in college. Oh, you're not allowed to get a sponsorship. Not allowed to get sponsorships. You're going to get one eventually. Oh, yeah. Especially if you win the Masters as a kid. <laughs> like, I don't think that's ever happened. But if it did, like, how old was Tiger when he won his first Masters? Was he 22, that was 23? In, that was in 97. That was in 97, right? He was in, never in college, though. I know he didn't play for college, right? He just went straight golf the whole way. Tiger Woods went to Stanford for two years. Oh, okay. Turned professional in 1996. Ranked number one in the world June 15, 1997. Won his first Masters in 1997 at the age of 21. <laughs> That's crazy. Just four months out. Uh, yeah, just over four months after his twenty first birthday. That's wild. Imagine being that. Yeah, I, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like I watched Matt Wolf play today, and he's twenty one, and I'm like, what? what kind of shit is that? It's not fair. It's some bullshit. Yeah. Listen, it, it's it's just you know the parenting, the coaching. You have to start when you're really young. It's like any other professional sport. These kids start when they're like two, three, four. Like Tiger had a club in his hands before he could walk. <laughs> that's the kind of shit like not a lot of parents are down to do that kind of stuff but you know the the special few are uh there's six amateurs there's six players competing for low amateur at the masters you got john augustine uh abel Galli- galagos uh yuxin lin lucas um mitchell Andy Ogletree, that's the guy who was playing with Tiger today. And then uh, James Segrew, that's the guy from uh, Great Britain. Yeah, Ireland. He's from Ireland. He's decent, too. Hmm. You could have said UK. Wait, which, which part of Ireland? Northern Ireland or Ireland? Ireland. Okay, so not part of the UK. Yeah. From Ireland. Um, day three tomorrow. Yeah. I hope Bryson makes the cut. Well, the end of day two and then day yeah. three. Day two set to kick off around 7 a.m. That coverage on ESPN before they make their way over to CBS for uh, day three coverage. To be fair, you also haven't been watching from when it starts to when it ends because I called you at 1.40 today yeah. and you just woke up. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yesterday, I turned it on at 9. Still. Oh, no. I watched basically from the beginning with the rain delay because yeah. of the rain delay yesterday. But today. Did you wake up at 7 to watch it? Well, no, I woke up at 9, and I'm like, oh, crap, the master started. I look at my phone, and I see that that video from Augusta of just downpour. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, it didn't start yet. I somehow, turned on my TV. Somehow they ended up being able to play, which was shocking. Oh, that me. Did you see the way the day ended up? It was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous skies. Well, before we move to betting, um, you want to talk about Golden State Warriors owner? Yeah, so earlier today, uh, can you pull up like a quote or something from yeah, the owner? Yeah, just, get, just give me a any? second. Okay, so from what I heard today, I, you know, I, when I'm at work, 
There's not really a whole lot that I do, so I kind of just listen to sports talk radio all day. And one of the things that was brought up on the radio channel today was that the owner of the Golden State Warriors has said that professional sports cannot survive if there are no fans. So his solution to the fan problem with COVID and everything is that everyone in the arena, workers, players, and uh, fans are going to be tested at the door before they come in. They'll get the 15-minute quick test. You're not allowed to enter until the test comes back negative. Once it comes back negative, you're allowed to go in, and then they have the COVID guidelines inside, social distancing, all you that. You ready, ready to hear the full thing? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is Ramona Shelburne, uh, ESPN, great reporter. Uh, she tweeted, For eight months, Warriors owner Jacob Lako, uh, Joe Lacob has worked on a secret project, Operation Dub Nation. Yeah, Dub Nation. That was safely cool. return fans amidst, uh, amidst the pandemic. This team is prepared to spend $30 million to test 10000 on game days with a rapid test that's 99% accurate. Yeah, so it's that 15-minute test we've all been hearing about. They're aiming for 50% capacity. Yeah, 50% capacity. Which, yeah, that's about 10,000 fans, give or take. Which still... This is only indoor, too. This isn't yes. football. Now, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. The state of California, state of California, California might have something might to say upset. about And the other thing that I you know, feel like should be brought up, and I didn't hear them talk about it on the radio, is how come these rich... Like elite people, Hollywood, sports arenas, yeah. all these places are, are able these to tests. get them that quick. And then the states that are getting, you know, we're looking at Jersey right now, 4,000 cases a day almost we're at now. Like we're back to that point. Yeah. And we're going to be struggling for tests real soon, just like the beginning of the pandemic. And then it's going to be like, how come they're allowed to get all this stuff when a lot of these states don't even have the quick tests? Like, Jersey's just getting them. And there are still a lot of states in the U.S. that don't have the quick the quick uh, tests that are 99% mm -hmm. effective. So, how come this owner of the Warriors is just like, you know what? Give it to me. And then they're like, okay. Because <laughs> like, if it's a money issue, I'm sure the U.S. government can pay for it. Yeah. We spend billions of dollars a year on just everything else. Why can't we spend that money on this? Yeah. I, I think it could work. I, again, state of California. You know, well, if, I mean, if you're presenting it to them like that, like, listen, everybody in here yeah. is tested negative. I'm sure that it's good. And then if you, as long as you contact trace. So the way I think it should work is you have a section. You know, you have a ticket. You go to your section. And then maybe you just stay in that section. You're allowed to go out and get snacks in a certain area for your section. You know, there might be like mm -hmm. three snack stands for your section. That way they can contact Trace. So if one person in that section ends up getting COVID, they let the team know, yeah. hey, I got COVID. Well, and then they let everybody else in that section know someone in your section had COVID. Not necessarily you're going to get it, but just Someone near you had it. Isn't that hard to kind of do though? Because like thinking about it, if you have to wait 15 minutes outside of the building for your COVID test to come back negative, couldn't you possibly be interacting with someone else from a different section? Yeah. That's but, true. And what if they test negative outside? And another thing, if someone tests positive... There's definitely problems. Oh, yeah. yeah no, there's there, lots there are kinks of problems, to work out. There are still things that you can do. I guess... I don't know if you've looked into it a lot, but... Is no, there I like, just heard about yeah. this this morning. And is there like a reimbursement to fans who do test and positive? And it's been a secret plan, so I'm sure more of it's going to come forward as we get closer to the oh, NBA yeah. season. That's going 100%. to tip off like, around Christmas. But if he can get this successfully done, yeah. I don't see why every other professional team can't get this done as well. 
Um, one last thing before we move to betting. This is from Sam Carcidi, who is a Philadelphia Flyers beat writer. Tom is freaking out because we have the Simpsons on. And the memes coming well, yeah, out. There it is. Yeah, it's he, the meme. Yeah. <laughs> it's the meme. He backed up into the bush. Sam Carcidi, Flyers beat writer, says NHL likely to play a 48-60 to 60 game season that will start on January 1st, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly said. Yeah, and he said that they're going to have to hammer some stuff out. Also, NHL reverse re- uh, releasing reverse retros. Oh I'm hyped. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to see the Devils jersey. Dude, the Devils look so The sneak oh, peeks were great. It, it looks look like great. it could be really nice. Yeah. All right. I'll say this. Rangers is looking like an early favorite for the nicest one. I don't know, man. The Ducks Wild Wing? Yeah. They're getting a captain, too. I don't know about Speaking that. Speaking of retros, it's looking yeah. like Miami might go back. Start wearing their retros. Wait, Eric, why do you say the Rangers are getting a captain? Because it said on the Facebook one it had a C on the... On the- they all have Cs on them. Was it? They all have C's the on them, and they the have the, the the year on the back, and then the team name. Okay, because people are saying like on the actual jersey it looked like those. Yeah. Those oh no, all the actual jerseys have them on it. Okay, cause I didn't that's know. how they show off the letter, the front letter. All right. Um, before we talk, before we talk about it, I want to give a shout out to Marty Mush. He said, "I'm loving Minnesota tonight. They just lost 35-7." Marty Mush is the death knell for betting. He liked the Colts last night. If did he really? Yeah, that's the first one I've seen him get right in so long. And it sucks because we bet the Titans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but literally, like most of the time, you bet against Marty Mush, you're, you're going to make money. You're going to do well. All right, your your betting has gone well. Yeah. I put our units in terms of a hundred dollars a unit. Here's where we are. I am down six hundred and ninety-one dollars. <laughs> oh no. Tom is up $354.40. Trish is up $1,118. Have you been betting at $100? No, he's been parlaying them. I was, yeah. Zach is up $354.40. Eric is up $265.30. John is down $409.20. Kyle's up $354.40. Kyle likes the Bucks minus six, Bills plus two and a half, Raiders minus four. Zach likes the Raiders minus four, Dolphins minus one and a half, Lions minus four and a half. I will go to the leader, who's pulling it up right now on his phone, Yep. who is up over a grand on the year, because <laughs> he's an asshole. Listen, it's not my fault. What do you like this week, Trish? Well, the first game that intrigues me is the Miami Dolphins at the LA Chargers. Miami Dolphins are minus one and a half. I feel like that's a really soft line. Like, extremely soft. So, you like the Dolphins? I spread? love the Dolphins this week against the spread. The Dolphins against the spread are 6 and 2. And not only are they 6 and 2. Wait a minute, where'd you get that? Well, dude, all right. Okay. Trish The Matrix. Dolphins against the spread are 6 and 2. Trish and not Matrix. only are they 6 and 2 against the spread, they are like they've beaten the spread by 11 points they're, plus. They're killing the spread. They're murdering the spread. No matter what it is, they're just killing the shit out of it. And the Chargers aren't bad against the spread this year, but earlier this week Miami a lot of, of one-point losses thrown in there. That's Miami why. was minus three, and then for some reason today they changed it to minus one and a half. And I feel like minus three was really the line you want to go for. So I'll take Miami one is minus one and a half. I love that line. Okay. Uh, the other line that I liked. Hold on. Where is it? 
The New York Giants plus three and a half against Philadelphia. <sighs> now, listen, I went with New York last week. They did me good. I think the Giants against the Eagles, they're very close. Don't shake your head at me. I think the Giants could win this game. You're jinxing it. One. Things go right for them. You're jinxing it. They should have won the last one. I understand they should have won the last one, but they didn't lose by... Well, I think they did lose by more than three, right? Or did they lose by like two? I think they lost by three. They lost by three. Yeah. So three and a half would still be a good line. Uh, you guys, you guys are on a hot streak. You know, Danny Dimes didn't have a turnover. Dude, shut week. up. John, shut John, up. seriously, shut your mouth. Oh, man, really? Anyway. Stop saying. saying. Keep going. Uh, And then the last one that I like. Piece of garbage. uh, Flacco wins a game for you. (laughs) I'm not going to touch the Vikings-Bears game at all. Well, that's Monday night. Because, uh, well, that yeah, but even if we were allowed to throw that in there, I wouldn't fucking Vikings touch gonna it. Vikings are going to win that game. Because that's terrible. Vikings are going to win that game. Yeah, but the Vikings find ways to lose that are just funny. Like so the do the Bears. Yeah, I know. <laughs> which is why I don't want to even think about that game. Um, where? Uh, Vegas Raiders against the Denver Broncos, minus four. I like the Raiders minus four because they've been a solid, they've had a solid defense the whole year. Mm-hmm. Broncos haven't done shit all year. I don't know why this line is so close. Uh, and then the other line I want to keep an eye on. I'm not going to put it in. You know, I'm taking the Raiders, the Dolphins, and Giants. the Giants. Uh, the other one that I wanted to keep an eye on was the 49ers versus the Saints. <clears throat> 49ers are plus nine yeah. and a half. I think the 49ers could cover that. Okay, see, I have it uh, I have it the other way. You think the Saints are going to just blow the 49ers out? Yeah, after what they did to Tampa last week. Yeah. See, so that's the interesting thing. <laughs> They've had two ridiculous games where you're like, wow, the Saints are really good. And both those games were against the Bucks. Both those blowout listen. wins were against the Bucks. Listen, okay. It doesn't seem it like happens. they're blowing out other teams. The Saints so. got, uh, not the Saints, the Niners got obliterated last I week. I know, but their defense is still pretty Most good. They lost to the Eagles. They did lose to the Eagles. That wasn't last week, but they did lose to the Eagles. Who'd they play last week? The Packers. Yeah, but the Packers are a ridiculously good team. So are the Saints. I know, but two weeks ago, you were like, oh, the Saints, Drew Brees, two, not that good. Two weeks ago, I was like, oh, the Packers, you just got killed by Tampa. Yeah, I know. And now the Saints are doing the killing of Tampa. The Saints are going to kill the Niners. Saints, Tampa, Green Bay, I don't care who it is, they'd all kill the Niners. Yeah. Okay. All right, Tom, you're second. I'm second? Yeah, Oh, go. wow. Uh... I'm going to take the Steelers minus seven against the Bengals. I think that's a lock. Okay. Because, you know, it's just Pittsburgh has the best defense in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, but watch out. Joe Burrow does yeah. that thing. Okay. No. But <laughs> what do you mean no? Also, the Bengals' off uh, defense isn't really that great, and I consider the Steelers' offense to be one of the greatest in the NFL. Okay. So I think that's perfect for me. I think the Seahawks plus two and a half is also going to hit. Guess the Rams? Yeah. Just, just because. I think they went out right? I, I think they do because I, the way I see it, it's just better quarterback. I, they got better receivers. They got a better running back. They got I think they got the better defense. offense. I know defense comes in important, but I feel like Russell Wilson is one of those quarterbacks who can even match it tit for tat mm. when it comes down to it. I know he had a bad week against the Bills last week. It wasn't expected, but the Rams certainly aren't the Bills. And finally, what I got is, uh, let's see here. I'm going to take uh, – I've been looking at either Saints minus 9.5 or Chargers plus 1.5. I, I, I think I'm going to lean towards 
Saints minus nine and a half just because the Chargers have been kind of like, you know, choke artists. I think the Chargers can win that game outright, though, I just want to say. But the Saints, they always look good, and the Niners have their main key players on offense and defense hurt. I don't see this one being close at all. I, I'm going to take that. Eric, up $265 so far this year. Who do you like? Well, that's not bad. Um, yeah, I'm a Tom. I'm taking Seahawks plus two and a half. Okay. Like, that's no brainer for me. You don't want to piss off Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson's mad because he lost. So I'm taking that one. I'm taking Ravens minus seven against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots have not looked good. Ravens yeah, they have, have been bad. And I think easy Baltimore can win that by a touchdown. And I'm also taking Bills plus two and a half. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to say that Buffalo ends up taking it. Josh Allen has looked pretty good. Uh, he looked good last week against Seattle's defense, but then again, to be fair, everybody mm. is good against Seattle's defense. But I think the Bills have really begun to find their groove. And if they're beating Arizona, they can easily do it by more than a field goal. All right, John, uh, second to last, down $409. What do you like? So uh, similar to a bunch of you guys, I'm liking Miami this week. A lot of that has to do not really because of Miami per se, but because L.A., they're dealing with injuries a lot this week. Uh, Joey Bosa's out. Um, one of their key running backs, you know, with uh, Austin Eckler out, Justin Jackson is out. So they're going to be in Charger fashion. They might, you know, be ahead, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up choking that lead. That's right. It's Caleb Balazs' season. Caleb Balazs' oh, yeah. revenge yeah. game. And uh, okay, looking at some other games, I think uh, I like the Bucks minus six. I think Brady, after a game as bad as we saw on Monday night. And it was uh, bad. Wait, wait, say that was Sunday night, right? Wasn't it? That was Sunday night football. Yeah. What was the uh, yeah. Tony? For what? How, for how uh, the, the Buccaneers lost? What was the word shit rocked? Oh, they got shit rocked. They got shit rocked by Noodle Arm Drew Brees. Yeah, no other really way to put it. No, there Brady, isn't. <laughs> yeah, Brady, I think he's going to bounce back. And, you know, especially, uh, I think Antonio Brown's going to, you know, show off, hopefully, for my fantasy team's sake on Sunday. And then uh, I like the Eagles minus three and a half. Oh, you're doing this again. You took Washington last week against the Giants. No, let him do it. Let him do it. Because then it's. Oh, I'm letting him do it. It's already in. If it helps you guys win and, you know, makes the take for Trevor that much more secure, I'm all for it. You want Jacksonville to start winning some games because I know Flacco is going to win a game for you guys by accident. I'm so scared. So, I would be so happy if Jacksonville beat the Packers. So, John, you got the Bucks minus six, Dolphins minus one and a half, and Eagles minus three and a half? Yep. Yeah, okay. Eagles finally been healthy. That's pretty much the only reason why. Okay, I got the Saints. I'm down $691. I got the Saints minus nine and a half. I got the Dolphins minus one and a half. And I got a game nobody else has touched, which I think is easy money, which is definitely not secure. In my last four weeks... Okay, I am, I'm two and ten. That's not good. I picked two games right the last four weeks. What happened? I don't really know. And the week before that, I went three and zero. Oh. How many weeks have That's you gone zero and three? I've went zero and three two weeks. Nice. And I've only had, uh, I've only had three weeks this year where I've been up. That's not good. No. So I'm my last one is the Packers minus thirteen and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why not, right? Why not? Jacksonville's dog shit. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. San Fran, better than Jacksonville. Okay. 
and the Packers beat the shit out of that. It's the logic behind it. Okay. And Aaron Jones is coming back. Yes. I have the Packers minus 13.5, Dolphins minus 1.5, and Saints minus 9.5. Tom with the Steelers minus 7, Seahawks plus 2.5, Saints minus 9.5. Trish, Dolphins minus 1.5, Giants plus 3.5, Raiders minus 4. Zach with the Raiders minus 4, Dolphins minus 1.5, Lions minus 4.5. Eric with the Seahawks plus 2.5, Ravens minus 7, Bills plus 2.5. John with the Bucks minus 6, Dolphins minus 1.5, Eagles minus 3.5. Kyle with the Bucks minus 6, Bills plus 2.5, Raiders minus 4. Before we go, I have my college football teaser of the weekend. Uh, last week's teaser, I'll be real, it, it sucked. It lost on the first game, Friday night, Hawaii. Thanks. Appreciate you. Uh, this week... I Hawaii music this week. This week, 7.5.18 teaser. 10 wins you 100, so one, one unit to win 10. Uh, I got Indiana, Michigan State over 45, Penn State, Nebraska over 49, Southern Miss, Western Kentucky over 38, Northwestern, Purdue over 42, Wisconsin, Michigan over 46, Baylor, Texas Tech over 49, Notre Dame, Boston College over 43, UTEP, UCS, UTSA over 38. That's one unit to win 10. Um, and that's going to wrap up this episode. Go Nebraska. Go Nebraska. Penn State sucks. It's it's amazing watching them lose. It, it's the, I I. They don't have a win yet this year. The only thing I would enjoy more is Notre Dame losing to Boston College this weekend. You think that's going to happen? No. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you again on Tuesday. New touch icing coming next week because we're starting to get more hockey details coming out. we got the re- reverse oh, retros dropping. Yeah, stuff is actually happening. Mike Hoffman's still somehow a free agent. So we will see you on Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men.